Are you a professional real estate agent looking to get the competitive edge? Let's face it. The real estate industry is changing and we're going to show you how to change with it. So stop sending out mailers, cold calling dead leads, or even worse, attending network meetings. Become a modern digital agent with your hosts, Dwayne and Amanda Roberts. So without further ado, seven keys to getting sellers to list with you instead of another agent. Learn how to look different, sound different, and be different than all the other agents in your market. Now, there's a certain skill set needed when it comes to getting a lead from filling out a form online when they're just looking to the actual closing table. Key number one understand what the seller wants. You may think they want top dollar. You may think they want a quick sale, but never ever assume that you know what the seller wants. You have to ask questions and you have to ask lots of questions. Do not feel like you are bugging them or you are prying too much because this is a financial transaction and you owe it to the seller to understand the big picture. You need to understand everything behind this sale and what motivates them. Now, obviously, if it's a touchy situation, a divorce, a death, a foreclosure or something like that, you will want to kind of be, you know, tiptoe a little bit around that because a lot of times people don't want to go into great detail in those situations. But for the average seller, they're either downsizing or they're getting a bigger home or they're moving out of state or they're relocating and they don't mind sharing those details with you. So, but for the average seller, they are interested mainly in that bottom line. They want to list as high as they can and make the most when they sell. That's just common sense. Their next priority is going to be simple, painless transaction. They don't want to get beat up on inspection. They don't want to have to deal with delay after delay after delay. And they want to work with a professional that they can trust, somebody that is going to make the process as smooth as possible. Key number two is knowing the why. Sellers are buyers too. You know, I did a training last week and the question arose at the end that this sounds like great information for a buyer, but what about sellers? And the entire training was on, you know, basically how to stir up inventory in your market. And I think maybe I didn't convey that properly, but sellers are buyers too. 90% of the time they're buying another house. And even if they're not buying it immediately after you close, maybe they might be renting for a year, they will eventually buy again unless, you know, they're moving into a nursing home or moving in with family. But 90% of the time your seller is going to buy another property in the near future. And so you need to know when, where, why, and how. You cannot effectively help them sell their current home until you make them feel comfortable about where they are going. With women, it's called the nesting syndrome. It happens also when they are pregnant. They want to know, as a mama bird, where their little chicklings are going to be. Where is their nest? It's called the nesting syndrome. Look it up if you don't believe me. There's psychology behind it. Women are less likely to jump into selling their home unless they know where they're going. They need to see a floor plan. They need to see a lot. They need to see the house. They need to see something that they can envision themselves living in. Now, why is the seller wanting to sell? This is so key. 
Now I've got a couple examples here. Maybe they want less maintenance. Maybe they want to move away from the city and live in a cabin and be somewhere secluded. My dad talks about doing that all the time. He'd love to live in a cabin in Montana. Maybe it's a job transfer. That's a big one. A lot of people are transferring for jobs, especially now that COVID's kind of stirred up our economy and caused people to lose their jobs and even caused people to kind of look into their other options because of how things are. And then you've got warmer climate, people who want to move to the beach. They want to move south. They, they want somewhere where they, they don't have to shovel snow anymore or put chains on their tires. You know what I'm saying? For you guys who live up north. <laughs> or maybe they have a growing family. You know, maybe they're in a two-bedroom, one-bath condo and they want a three-bedroom, two-bath house. Or maybe they want to live on a farm. You know, I've had a lot of clients throughout the years reach out to me and say, hey, I want some acreage. I want horses. I want cows. I want chickens, pigs. I want a little farm. That's a real, that's a real request, guys. But there's psychology behind moving. You see, as humans, we don't make major moves or decisions unless we feel something associated with that, unless we feel that it's going to make our life better somehow. You see, they're looking for a feeling tied to the decision. They may not even realize that. So here, I'm going to give you a few examples. Um, I would be happier in a bigger house. I would enjoy having a larger backyard. It would feel great to pay off debt and lower my monthly outgo. Wouldn't it be fabulous to have a pool in the backyard? We could travel more. Now, if somebody says they want to travel more, that's not the feeling but you got to go a little deeper. What's the feeling that they're going after? They're downsizing their house to a smaller place with less maintenance, lower bills, so they can travel more. What's the feeling that they're going after? They're going after the feeling of time freedom and enjoying themselves and exploring the world. See, does everything goes back to a feeling. That's why people buy and sell property. Another example, we could have children in a bigger place. That feeling is family, love, closeness. We could spend more time together if we moved closer to work. They want that feeling of being together, that the love and connection of being with their spouse and their kids. Or in this case, an older couple, my knees and back would hurt less if we downsized to a one-level home. Now, this is a physical feeling. They are trying to avoid pain. So there's lots of reasons why people want to move, but it's always tied back to a feeling, and that's the psychology behind them moving. So behind every move is a psychological why. And if you discover the why and focus your energy there, you will win the deal every time. It's not about real estate. I really want to make sure I'm really clearly conveying this. It's not about buying and selling a home. People buy and sell feelings. That's really what it boils down to. And if you can get this, you are going to look different, sound different, and be different than every other agent in your market. I guarantee it. Now, key number three. For some of you, this will be a little boring. This might be a little much. I'm going to go through this quickly, though. Again, if you're one of our students, you can always access the PowerPoint later and pause and stop and, of course, the video. 
will be in the group later for replay. And if you are on the replay, go ahead and type replay. Let me know that you're watching the replay. I do get notifications about this later on. So key number three, know the math. You need to know the math on their transaction. You need to ask questions. Ask how much is your payoff? Write it down. How much is your current mortgage? Write it down. How much do you think your home is worth? This is crucial because, you know, buyers are usually, I mean, sellers are usually going on Zillow and other sites, typing in their address to see what their home is worth. And so if Zillow says the house is worth 400000 then it must be worth 400000 right? <laughs> but sometimes it's worth more and sometimes it's worth less. It's a good question to ask because that way you know what you're working with here. If you've got a seller that thinks their house is worth 400000 but you're thinking, eh, this place might be worth about four three, about 430 Let me look up the comps. That's going to be a much easier sale because now you're coming back and saying, you know, actually your house is worth more than you thought. Now, some other good questions. What would you like your new mortgage payment to be? This is in the event that they're buying another property. Doesn't even matter if they're buying the property with you. Doesn't matter if they're moving out of state. None of that matters. It's still important for you to know because then you can kind of help them gauge how much house they can afford how much they need to put down out of their equity, how much they're going to have left. So I'm going to show you why here in a minute, why that's important. And another question, how much do you want to put down on the next house? You know, sometimes people are cashing out equity and they're not planning on putting it down on the next house. Maybe they're going to use it to start a business. Maybe that's one of their motivations for selling. Are you wanting to pay any debts off with the equity of the sale? Now, you might be thinking, why is that any of my business as an agent? Why should I ask that question, Amanda? I'll tell you why. You need leverage and you need to understand the full gamut, the big picture of why they're selling. And this is a very important piece of information. You may have one out of 10 sellers tell you, well, that's none of your business. And then, you know, OK, that's, you know, this person is not going to be very vocal about their motivation for selling. And you work with what they give you. Now, here's a sample scenario. A home is worth $400,000. Now, you're going to see right here. I don't know if you can see my mouse. I've done the chart over here. The home is worth $400,000. And you're going to subtract their payoff. You're going to ask them what their payoff. Now, I used to be a loan officer. I was a loan officer for 10 years. So I do think a little bit more on the loan side as well as the real estate. And it's actually benefited me very well in my career to know both sides. But if you don't understand the mortgage side, that's okay. Just make sure you've got a really good working relationship with your loan officer and you can ask lots of questions. Typically, I'm going to add one month's payment to what they say their payoff is to come up with their payoff. And then you're going to come up with their gross net. And then obviously subtract real estate commissions, whatever that may be. I use 6% in this scenario. And then you're going to get their net. Now, in this scenario, they're going to pay off $57,000 worth of debt, which includes $22,000 for a car, $10,000 for credit cards, $25,000 in student loans. And so their total monthly payments between the car, the credit cards, and the student loans is roughly $800 a month. And now their current mortgage is $15, $12, $0.17. But they want to keep their new mortgage payment at $1,500 or less per month, and they want to avoid PMI by putting down at least 20% on a new home. Now, 
what I've done over here is I've come up with a scenario. And this is why you need to know the math, because this is going to be your sales points. So and plus, you don't want to show them half a million dollar properties if that's not going to accomplish their goals, because then they're going to be frustrated and disappointed after you showed them 50 properties and put in four multiple offer situations, only to find out that their mortgage payment is going to be $2,000 a month. And they say, no, thanks. And they end the whole deal. So you need to know this stuff going into it. I know a lot of you are probably already doing this and maybe not this in depth. But for those of you who are not, you really need to know your math. And so and let's just say in this case, the home is $427,500. And they say, you know what, Amanda, we're paying off all of our debts. We don't want to lose any more of our equity that we've built up over the years. We're going to put the remaining equity down on the new house so we get that principal balance down as close to what we used to owe as possible. And so in this case, they're putting down $139,000 and their new mortgage is $288,500. So I base this off of a 3% interest rate on a 30-year fixed note. And I base the taxes and insurance off of industry standard. And we came up with a payment of $14.99.67. You say, well, that's great. What does all this mean? Well, what this means is you can go back to the seller and say, hey, guys, I can help you accomplish your goals of paying off all of your debt, putting down as much as your equity on your new home, avoiding PMI, keeping your payment at or below $1,500 a month. And this is all, of course, based on the current interest rate of 3%. And all we have to do is look at homes around that $427,500 price point. Doesn't that sound great, guys? That's within reach, right? Yes, absolutely. Now, for those of you who want to calculate this on your own, I've got a link right here, mortgagecalculator.org. You can go in and you can plug in the, the amount of the property, how much down, um, the interest rate, terms, and all that, and it will spit out a payment for you. Thank you for listening to the Modern Digital Agent Podcast. We hope this episode was insightful and helps you become a well-oiled real estate marketing machine. If you're looking to become a modern digital agent, don't forget to check out our training platform at moderndigitalagent.com. Until next time, be safe and remember you're only one system away.